Hello there, this is Pastor Jerry coming at you on Resurrection Sunday, praise the Lord. A day, praise God, that uh, changed the course of history. A day that marked all eternity, a day uh, where Jesus placed His foot, praise God, on the neck of the enemy. Amen. So in a lot of ways, this uh, Resurrection Sunday is the anniversary, so to speak, of Satan's defeat. A day when, uh, uh, you know, the enemy's grip on all mankind was reversed. And so we are here today to bring you a, a resurrection morning uh, service. And uh, we're again talking to an empty room, uh, which makes it sometimes a little awkward. But uh, I'm so grateful that you're all uh, listening in, watching, however it is that you're, uh, you know, connecting with us. And we're just grateful that you're doing it. And uh, we feel honored that you're doing it. And again, we want to just tell everybody how much we miss y'all. Uh, at least all of our locals here that are with us uh, on a week-to-week -week basis. And I uh, just want to tell you that we love you, we miss you, and we look forward to seeing you all again. So we call you all blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. It's uh, sure good to have you all uh, listening in and watching in, however you're uh, connecting with us today. Again, we just uh, give uh, God all the thanks for the, pr uh, the privilege and the pleasure of ministering the Word of God to you today. Again, here we are on Resurrection uh, Sunday. Uh, we're going to start in 1 Corinthians 15. And uh, I'm going to read a few verses here. Um, it seems like every time I, you know, uh, you know get on, on this uh, resurrection uh, morning, um, I always kind of feel obligated to teach a, a couple things uh, before I kind of get into the thick of what we're going to do. But um, in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1, it says, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel. Amen. Everybody say the gospel. Praise God. Good news, right? Now, this is always good news when you look at it. Which I preached to you, which also you received, and in which you stand. Okay? Now, this, in other words, this is right here uh, is, uh, you know, your foundation. That's kind of what he's saying. This, this gospel message, or this is a part of the gospel message, on which you stand, okay? And if you really stop and you think about it, uh, the resurrection is really the foundation of our faith, okay? So here we go. By which also you were saved, okay? Because of what Jesus did, right? If you hold fast the word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I, del I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ, here we go, died for our sins according to the Scriptures, okay, because it was prophesied, of course, He did, and we know it by not only Old Covenant, but also New Covenant, and that He was buried, amen, hallelujah. So in other words, there was a death, there was a burial, okay, what else? And it says, and He rose again the third day, and in other words, so a resurrection according to the Scriptures, okay? So what we're talking about, today is the price that was paid, what Jesus did, all right, and this resurrection power, hallelujah, that's available, that really becomes the foundation of our faith, the gospel message of a, of a, of a Savior of what Jesus did in the death, the burial, and the resurrection, praise God, amen. Now, the, let me define resurrection for a minute. The word resurrection uh, means to revive or make alive, which is going to be something we'll probably use off and on here today. Uh, to revive or make alive. It also means to bring back life, all right? To bring back life or to give new life, all right? Praise God. So that's, in a lot of ways, that's kind of what we're going to deal with today is new life, okay? This new life in Him, all right? So He's not only bringing back life, He's giving new life. It also means to rise up. And there's a whole bunch of these R words, recovery, reversal, restoring, restart, rebirth, rejuvenate, revitalize. These are all words uh, that are synonyms for this word resurrection, praise God. Now, Jesus, uh, you know, through the Gospels, uh, we read where Jesus, you know, talked about what was ahead concerning uh, this resurrection, all right? He brings out in Luke's account uh, in, in, I believe, chapter 24, he brings out that 
uh, the resurrection is going to be a necessary thing. It's necessary for him to die, be buried, and to rise again on the third day. It was necessary. Well, why is it so necessary? Well, because it's what confirms or ratifies everything that he did, everything that he said, everything that he prophesied about. It confirmed it and ratified it. It established it, praise God. Hallelujah. In John 3, and a lot of times, you know, in John 3, and especially verse 16, uh, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. We all know that. But if you kind of back up and you read that whole text in there, he talks about how it's a must. That whole text, is a, he brings out that it's a must, M-U-S-T, a must, that he paid the price, that he pays the price, that he dies and, and this whole thing of the burial and resurrection, all of this is fit into that. So everything when we're talking about with, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, you have to understand that it wasn't just that we have a baby laying in a manger and here comes some wise men and all that, you know, thing with the, you know, in the fields with the shepherds and all. That's all wonderful, all a wonderful thing, but it's beyond that. There's, there's a, 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 a ministry that Jesus operated in. That's all a wonderful thing. We have basically three and a half years of ministry where we, we see him do all the things that, that he did, all the miracles, the signs, the wonders, everything that he did. Amen. It was all wonderful. But you have to understand that all of that, no matter how great it all is, it, it, it really is, isn't going to amount to anything without the death the burial and the resurrection, because it's what confirmed it. It's what established it. It's the reason that you and me are free. It's the reason now that the enemy has no hold on you. It's the reason that man's destiny has been, uh, you know, established now. We've now been, we've now got freedom concerning our future, praise God, based on what Christ did, okay? Now, with that said, today we're going to, we're going to go to Ephesians, is where, um, one of the texts we're going to look at, Ephesians chapter 1, please. Now, again, what I'm going to talk about today is, is really establishing or, or maybe I could just say bringing forth new life, uh, you know, to be revived, amen, to, to, to be made alive in God. And um, I think about just everyday living. Jesus paid a price over 2,000 years ago so that you and me could be free today, all right? Now, praise the Lord, that one day, you know, you know, one day ahead here, okay, we're going we're gonna to make heaven our home. And because you've accepted Christ, uh, you, in a sense, got fire insurance, right? You're no longer uh, hell-bound, but you're heaven-bound. Now, that's all wonderful. That's a glorious thing to spend all eternity uh, with, our, with our glorious Savior, amen, all eternity with our, our God, amen, hallelujah, all wonderful. But you have to understand that the price that was paid was not just to get you to heaven. The price was paid, amen, so you could walk free today. You could walk free today, amen, hallelujah. So with that said, Ephesians 1, please. And I'm going to come uh, verse 15. Now, I'm going to try to avoid getting all preachy because uh, there's, there's a, a main, main part of this I want to grab hold of, but uh, it's kind of hard to get to it without reading the rest of it. So uh, hopefully you'll, you'll get something here with this. Uh, verse 15, it says this in Ephesians 1, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and of your love for all the saints... I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you, here we go, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Hallelujah. Good, good promise. The spirit of wisdom, something that actually that I pray over my family and over my church body. Amen. Things we pray over our household and over your household every day. Amen. That the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Amen would be readily available for all of you, praise God. And it goes on to say that the eyes of your understanding, the eyes of my understanding, the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, all right? In other words, illuminated, made to see, all right? Well, to see what? Well, that you may know something, okay? God wants you to know some things, all right? 
right now, God wants you to know some things. Okay? He mentions three things here that you may know what is the hope of his calling, one. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, number two. And number three, what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe? Okay, I'll read more of this here in a minute. So the first one, the, uh, that, he, that you may know the hope or the expectation of his calling. Okay, the word calling just means an invite or invitation. So what God's talking about is our acceptance. He wants you to know that you're accepted in him. He wants you to know, praise God, that you have been invited or accepted or called. Amen. So he wants you to know the expectation of his calling or his expectation. Amen. Hallelujah. Or pardon me, his invitation, I'm sorry, or his acceptance of you. Praise God. Number two, what are the riches or the wealth of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? In other words, he's calling you, he's calling me, his inheritance, he not only wants you to know your acceptance, not only wants to know that you've been called or bid or invited, amen, you are accepted, but he wants you also to know your value. He wants you to know the riches or the value or the wealth of the glory of his inheritance. So he's not only telling you that you're accepted, he's telling you that you're worth something. Okay, you're worth something. All right. Now the third one. Okay, this is kind of what we're focusing on today. He wants you to know, amen, also, what is, verse 19, <clears throat> what is the exceeding greatness, here we go, of His power, all right? So we're talking about His power toward us who believe. Okay, the power, He wants you to know the power, right now that's, Right now that's available. There's power. He wants you to know the power, hallelujah, of, hallelujah, a power that's, pardon me, that's toward us who believe. So I got to have you believing. It's towards you, but you're going to have to believe it. You're going to have to trust it. You're going to have to, you're going to have to not only accept it, not only have some kind of a doctrinal, uh, you know, viewpoint about it, but you got to, you got to believe in it. You got to trust in it. Well, what power is that? Well, the word power itself is, is dunamis or dunamis, okay, which means miracle working power, but he defines the power uh, in, in Scripture here. He defines what he's talking about. He says the power according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places. Of course, it goes on here, but he's describing this power he's talking about, this power that's toward you, this power that you're to believe in, hallelujah. He says that it's, it's according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. So what he's talking about is resurrection power. He wants you to know the power, that resurrection power that's available to you right now. Well, you think, well, why do I need that? Well, uh, you know, there are things in your life that probably need uh, resurrected. Things in your life that need to be made alive. Things in your life that need to have new life breathed into them. I mean, when you think about resurrection power today, you might say, well, well I'm physically, maybe I'm not, I'm not dead. But maybe physically, your body might need some resurrection power. Because it could be something in your body needs to be rejuvenated, replenished, you know, uh, revitalized, okay? You might need something in your body reversed, okay? So that power is there to uh, bring alive or to make alive or to bring new life into whatever that might be apparently dead or need restored or reversed, so that's why we need that power today. That's why we need to know about it. That's why we need to, to believe in that and trust in that power's toward us. So in other words, it's saying that it's available to us. I mean, we're not only understand. See, a lot of people might say, I'm, I'm glad that I'm accepted. I'm glad that I'm saved. I'm glad that I'm going to heaven one day. 
you may say, well, I'm glad uh, that I'm valuable to God. You know, for God so loved the world, right? I mean, that he gave. I mean, so obviously I'm, I must be valuable to him that he's willing to even give his only begotten son uh, that I might live. Amen. So you might, you might be able to, you know, accept that you're valuable in him or you might be able to accept that you're accepted in him. But a lot of people kind of look past the power that's readily available, readily toward you as a believer. Hallelujah. Power that's toward you. And again, who believe? So it could be towards you and you not believe in it. It could be towards you and you not understand it. It could be towards you and you not ever see it or acknowledge it. But it's still towards you. So he wants you to know it. He wants you to understand it. He wants the eyes of your understanding enlightened that you might know, praise God, that power that's towards you right now, that resurrection power. The same power that raised Christ from the dead right now is available for you to use, amen, in everyday living. Praise God. Hallelujah. So whether we're talking about your health, Maybe your mind, your emotions, maybe. I mean, who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe your, you know, your emotions are uh, because of things you've been through, or things that have gone on in the past. Your mind maybe needs restored. You know, there's a lot of folks out there that their life uh, is not to where it could be because of the things they fight uh, in their minds, things that they fight concerning you know, certain mind uh, diseases that are out there, all these things, and a lot of times they say, well, once they have this, you know, they're, uh, they're no longer uh, all, you know, that useful in society. Well, that's a bummer when they've got a lot of life to live. Well, they need resurrection power on their minds, resurrection power in their emotions, praise God, restoring what needs restored, praise God. There's resurrection power that can help your marriage. Some of you right now watching and listening, you got... You got pressure at home, marital problems, kid problems, you know, uh, problems just in the family with things that are going on. You need things restored. You need, th you need things turned around. You need new, fresh life breathed into it. Hallelujah. Some vibrancy brought into your marriage and your family. This is what it's for. It's right now towards you. Hallelujah. 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 How about this? Your business, your finance. I mean, you think about that. You know, some of you maybe just need uh, resurrection power concerning your finance, concerning your, uh, your, your, your place of uh, business. It could be whether you own a business or you're working uh, in, in a company or something, or, or maybe you're believing God concerning some investments or things that are going on. I mean, you're, you're standing concerning the promises of your giving, but, you know, maybe you need something just jump-started. Maybe you need resurrection power right now, hallelujah, in, in the area of your finance and your business. Hallelujah. How about this, all right? How about your confidence? How about, uh, you know, your, your, your confidence in something? Maybe you, you deal with insecurity about stuff. Okay, well, maybe you need resurrection power breathed into uh, your confidence. Well, you got confidence restored once again. How about your dignity? Some people, based on things that have happened, they, they feel they've lost their dignity. Well, not in God, you didn't. Now, you, you might have, uh, you know, maybe there might be people around that, that view you now different because of some situation in your past, but that's, who, who cares what they think? What matters is what's God think? What matters is what, what can God do with your life from here on? If, if, if you're not going to be moved uh, from here on, uh, based on what he says, and what happens is you're still living your past. You're still living your, your history. You're still living your mistake. You're still living uh, your addiction or whatever it is. You need resurrection power. Oh, glory to God. I preach myself happy. Amen. I'm in the room on by myself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Resurrection power is there to bring life into anything that might be apparently dead. Okay? Whatever it is. Praise the Lord. Uh, John, John uh, chapter 11. Let me go and look at a few verses here. John chapter 11. Now, of course, this is when um, uh, there was the, uh, whoops, I'm in the wrong book here. Get to it here. 
John 11. Now, this is when Lazarus uh, was uh, basically right before he was raised up. And Jesus makes a statement. Um, and he says this. And, of course, I think in context he's talking to Mary. I think that's who he's talking to. I want to make sure it's either Mary or Martha. I think it's, it's Martha. It's Martha. I'm sorry, Martha. So Jesus said to Martha, to her, I am, here we go, I am the resurrection and the life. All right, I am, okay? She's talking about, you know, one day people being raised up. He says, listen, I am. I'm the resurrection and the life. See, that's the thing you got to understand that sometimes resurrection isn't really just about an event, but about, about a person. See, it's, it's, it's about describing who he is. Yes, was there an event? Absolutely. Are we rejoicing in that? Absolutely. Are we celebrating the anniversary of it? Absolutely, praise God. But it's more than just an event. Okay? It describes who he is. The nature of God. Amen. Who your Savior is. Amen. And that's what he brings out. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. Zoe life. Absolute life. Abundant life. Praise God. Hallelujah, that, that God life, that quality of life. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. I think it's the uh, old King James brings it out pretty good. It says, though he, or pardon me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. I kind of like that because it, it kind of it makes it a little bit more general like it's supposed to be. Uh, that even though this thing was dead, it can be made alive. Even though you were dead, this situation, this area, this thing in your life, this thing in your household, whatever it is, the things even we talked about a little bit ago, amen, whatever it may be dead, amen, now can live. Hallelujah. So you think about this, you know, Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Uh, you know, he makes it clear in John 10, you know, that, that uh, uh, the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. I've come that you might have life and life more abundant. So, see, I've never changed off that. The enemy comes to take life. Jesus came to give life. He said, I'm the, I, I'm, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I'm, I'm it. That's what he's talking about. I'm it. Amen. Uh, you know, he said, the scripture says in, in the book of Acts, you know, that in him we live and move and have our being. See, it's in him. See, he's the resurrection and the life. He's it. So it's not just I get one day get to go to heaven. Praise God. I get to experience that power that's available right now to resurrect, to revive, to make alive, hallelujah, to bring new life into whatever it is that might be dead or needing to be brought back to life or restored. Praise God. Hallelujah. I got a couple verses for you, maybe just for sake of time. Romans 4. In 17, it says that he gives life to the dead and calls those things which don't exist or which do not exist as though they did. He gives life to the dead. In other words, he brings life in this apparent dead situation or circumstance. Romans 8, again, praise God, my favorite chapter. In verse 11, it says, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body. And, of course, he's talking about that, the, the Spirit of God. So the same Spirit. We can say the same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you to give you life. Amen. It even says your mortal body. It could give your mortal body, amen, new life. Praise God. So think about that even physically, that whatever it is going on in your body right now, if it needs new life breathed in it, hey, it's a good thing you, you connected with us today then. Amen. Praise God. So there's resurrection power made readily available for you. Hallelujah. I even think about this in, in uh, Luke, uh, I believe it's like Luke 15, when the, the father of the son, that, that remember the prodigal son, I think about this. So the prodigal son leaves and he comes back and the father makes the statement, says that he who was dead is now alive. He who was lost is now found. I think about that. So there's a situation there where he brought life into a parent dead situation. Uh, Ephesians 5 is one of those that, that I think about, and I think around verse 14, it brings out, he said, Awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you life. So he's talking about he's talking to the church. 
So there's something in there that's dead that needs revised, hallelujah, that needs resurrected, amen. So in other words, uh, rise from the dead, you who sleep, you who are maybe in a complacent mode uh, or something. You, you know, there's, there's, there's life to be breathed into that situation, hallelujah. Kind of getting ahead of myself on that a little bit, but praise God, something we'll talk about here in a little bit, hallelujah. So there's resurrection power that's towards you right now. Always asking is, is to receive it and believe it. Trust in it. Put confidence. Put your faith in it. Praise God. Amen. All right, let's go to, to Philippians chapter 3, please. Philippians 3. Can't talk about resurrection power without reading this text. I love this text. Hallelujah. Philippians 3, verse 10. And, of course, there's a lot being said up to this point, but um, I'm just going to grab verse 10. It just says this, that I may know him. This is Paul talking uh, to the church at Philippi, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. Okay, in other words, it just means uh, that which he had paid the price for. Okay, it talks about, um, you know, something that had undergone it speaks of an emotional affliction and even uses the word passion, okay, which is, is kind of a key word. So the, not only know him, but know the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed uh, to his death. In other words, the price that he paid. So he's talking about there's some things here that he says I, that I may know. Okay, let me read the Amplified. I think this is a help here. The Amplified says it this way. For my determined purpose is that I may know Him. I love that. My determined purpose is that I might know Him, that I might, here we go, progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with Him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of His person more strongly and more clearly. And then it says this, and that I may, uh, that I may in some way or pardon me, pardon me, let me read it again. And that I may in that same way, there we go. In other words, just like he gets to know him personally, I want to know, here we go, I want to come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection. The power outflowing from his resurrection, here we go, which it exerts over believers. Of course, that's the key we're, we're focusing on. So there's, you know, three things again in this text. You know, we see, uh, you know, talking about knowing his person, knowing his power. And I'm, I'm just going to kind of maybe just for sake of, you know, condensing it, knowing his passion. In other words, the price that he paid. Okay. So if I'll know him, know the power and know the passion or the price that he paid, it'll revitalize my passion for him. Okay. That's just, you know, just a way of saying it. But let's key on the power part, okay, guys, since that's our text here today, or our uh, topic today. So the power. So, again, in the Amplified, he says, what, that I might, what? In the same way, come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection, which it exerts over, here we go again, over believers, okay? So the power is available. The power is towards you. He wants you to know it. He wants you to accept it, and he wants you to believe in it. Now, you know, we kind of say it sometimes as kind of a funny, but once in a while we make the statement, uh, you know, that there's one thing that believers can do really good, and that's believe. Well, you know, not all believers, though, are believing. Okay, they don't necessarily believe everything that's available to them, okay? Uh, we're not taking away their salvation. We're not saying that they're, they're not saved. But what we're saying is that there's certain things that, you know, people just won't believe. There's promises. There is an inheritance that you have. There's, there's uh, you know, things that God benefits, that God has, has offered to you and me in the Word of God. Hallelujah. Uh, that, that's, that's readily available. But you've got to believe in it. And this resurrection power is no different. See, it's toward you who believe. It's, uh, it's outflowing from what He's already done that's now exerted towards you as a believer. All right, so let's maybe look at this way, okay? This is kind of uh, a thing that new life to, uh, to revive and make alive, to bring new life, amen, maybe in your walk, okay? You think about this. 
Okay, because to me, that's kind of what he's talking about here. Because you got to walk, you got a life to live. In fact, you know, he goes on talking about, you know, pressing toward uh, that calling, pressing toward that goal uh, for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ. You, you know, all this is dealing, it's, it's pointing you toward a direction in your walk. Okay, so I'm kind of taking this text and I'm going to kind of come at it from that angle a little bit. Okay, so your walk, okay, might need, might need revived. You know, to me, actually, um, to me, this, this right here might be a little bit more of my emphasis uh, for the service today because of, of, of everything that's going on. You know, I'm, again, I'm, I'm, I'm in a, uh, you know, we got a, an empty room. We're ministering and, and just pre-recording a message uh, because of everything that's going on out there. So we don't, we don't have this, this daily or this weekly connection uh, with, with everybody uh, that's, that's at least in-house here, okay? And uh, so sometimes the challenge, and I know that there are others out there watching and listening, that you belong to other, uh, another work, another church. Uh, you, might be, uh, you, know, you might be in the U.K. right now watching or uh, Australia watching or uh, you know, Japan or somewhere. We got people that listen in and watch in from all over the world. And you have your own local body that, that you belong to. At least I hope you do. I hope you got a church that you belong to, a pastor that you can trust and, and get behind and support and, and uh, you, know, you know, get involved in a work. And so regardless of whether I'm talking to those locally here or, or anybody else that might be out and about in a different location or different uh, uh, nation or whatever, Okay, I'm saying this. Sometimes in these kind of deals where we're not allowed to come together and to congregate, okay, this kind of deal um, has a tendency sometimes to, to work a negative effect sometimes. Not always, but sometimes it does because you're not getting this daily or this weekly connection, all right? So I'm hoping that this part of the message at least, that you'll hear me when I'm saying that, that, that I'm hoping that you're grabbing hold of new life, praise God, in your walk, in your talk, in your, uh, your calling, your gifting, all the things that, are, that deal with your, uh, your race to run, your walk in God. Amen. Hallelujah. I think about, you know, um, your fervency, uh, your zeal, your hunger, your passion uh, for, uh, for the things of God. If, if you're not, you know, constantly feeding that, then what happens is it can wane. It can, it can diminish. So I'm hoping that today that you're hearing me when I'm saying I want to, I'm hoping that new life, that you're revived, uh, made alive, uh, uh, that there's new life brought in to your walk. Amen. Your talk brought into, uh, you know, your, your fervency. Amen. Brought into, uh, you know, your, your passion. For God, hallelujah, hallelujah. How about, you know, your conduct, your, the fruit of the Spirit? You know, sometimes, uh, you know, we can let some of them kind of things, uh, you know, uh, diminish a little bit. Uh, you, know, um, you know, I mentioned a minute ago maybe our gifts and callings. You know, sometimes, though, because we're all, you know, not, you know, not together, then we, if you don't watch it pretty soon, we're not building on, what God's trying to do in us. And so we let stuff diminish or, or wane or pull back. All right? So I'm hoping that new life is brought into you, praise God. Hallelujah. I'm going to read out of Romans, a text out of Romans, chapter 6. Romans 6, verses 4 and 5, it says there, there, Therefore we were buried with Him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so... We, even so, we also should walk in newness of life. Newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of His death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of His resurrection. All right, newness of life. I think the next chapter brings up uh, uh, serving in newness of the Spirit. I think of Galatians 2, it says, uh, you've been crucified with Christ. It's not you who live, but Christ in you who lives. In the life that you live now in the flesh, you live by faith in the Son of God who loved you and gave Himself for you. So we're talking about now this newness of life. Amen. See, you were, you know, when you, um, you know, even, maybe I'll come at it from this angle. Even 
uh, you know, you think about water baptism. In fact, in context, this is really a text you could, that it really speaks to that kind of thing. Because water baptism was, you know, what it represents is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord. And so when you accept Christ and you're water baptized, that's what it's about. And in a sense, that's what he's talking about here. See, you, you took on the likeness of the death and the burial, but you have to take on, see, you, you go all the way, all the way. You know, it's like this. If, if, if we did water baptism, I mean, I'm just being kind of goofy here, but, you know, if I did water baptism, say, we just want you in the likeness of his death, and I just, you know, sink you in the water and just hold you there. Well, that'd be goofy, wouldn't it? I'd be pretty, well, I'd probably be jailed for one thing. But anyway, the point is, uh, you know, we don't, we don't just leave you in the water, you know, until, until you breathe your last. See, you, it's a type. You, you, you take on the likeness of the death, but you have to also take on the likeness of the resurrection, of the life. Amen. The new life. Revived. Amen. Uh, made alive. Bringing on new life, breathing in new life, revitalized, hallelujah, rejuvenated, praise God, restarted, jump-started, however you want to word it, praise God. What, you got to take on that too, amen. You don't just say, I got saved and someday I get to go to heaven and, you know, come Lord Jesus, come, uh, because right now life really stinks and it's hard to live this life and so just come get me out of here so I can go home with you. That ain't how God intended any of us to live this life. We're called to live this life in Him with new life breathed, to us, breathed into us on a day-to-day basis, praise God. Hallelujah. This is how we're supposed to live. So we not only take on the likeness of the death, we take on the likeness of the resurrection, praise God. Newness, he uses the word here in verse 4, newness of life. And really it's talking the same thing. The word newness means renewal, means refreshing, something totally new or made superior to what it succeeded. So we're talking about that same resurrection power. So he says we're to live in newness of life. In that life, amen, that's refreshed, totally new, made superior. I love this. Made totally new, made superior to what it succeeds. So in other words, you used to live this way, but now you've got resurrection. You're taking on the likeness of that resurrection power and now it succeeds what it used to be. You no longer live that. You're, that's like, you know, you think about this. You're a new creation in Christ. You know, old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Hallelujah. And, you know, this is what it's about. You're a new creation. Well, he's not ex- extend, or expecting you to be a new creation and then go and live it the same way you used to. You know, that ain't how it works. All right? So he's given you... Uh, you know, there's power that's toward you, made available to you, exerted for every believer who is you, amen, to live this life, this new life in Him, refreshed, made new every day. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I think about uh, how many things that could be made, made different. How about new levels of faith? You know, maybe, maybe you could be refreshed in the area of your faith in God. Uh, maybe new, new degrees of glory. I just kind of wrote some things down here. New degrees of glory. Maybe we can, you know, we go from glory unto glory. Amen. So, you know, that's, that's that ought to every, every day, maybe some of that is stepping up. Amen. Going higher in our life. A new caliber of passion. Oh, yeah. A new strength of courage. A new intensity of boldness, maybe. New depths of prayer. Maybe a new drive to serve or a new drive of, uh, for service, praise God. Amen. Maybe a new commitment to your love uh, for God. Amen. And for others, for that matter. A new boast maybe of, of generosity. Maybe, maybe that uh, generosity is stepping up its game, so to speak, in your life. Amen. These are all areas of your life, of your walk, of this race we run, this daily thing that we do, that we're to walk in the newness of of life. Amen. Live this thing. Praise God right now in everyday life. So I'm hoping that there's a stirring in you right now uh, to that even though we're apart, uh, you know, physically, that you, uh, you know, you can take on uh, what Christ is offering right now, right where you're at. Amen. You all just say that right now. I'll receive it. Praise God. Revived. 
Hallelujah. Made alive. Hallelujah. New life breathed in uh, to my walk. Praise God. Hallelujah. Not only bringing life into, into some apparent dead situation, but also new life into your walk. New life into your, 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 your walk in God. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's look at a, a, another text here. All right. First Peter. First Peter. I hope you're getting some today. I hope I'm not boring you. Praise God. I want you to grab hold of this. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 1, verse 3. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord uh, Jesus Christ. I'm in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Okay. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again, I love this, to a living hope. Something we're going to look at here. Again, to a living hope. Okay, something that's revived here. A hope. Amen. Through the resurrection, I love this, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Amen. We're begotten again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Bringing up that resurrection power again. To an inheritance, in other words, a, a portion, a possession, a partition, uh, something that's set aside for you is what he's referring to. An inheritance incorruptible, or we could say imperishable, and undefiled, and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept, amen, by the power of God through faith for salvation, amen, ready to be revealed in the last time, amen. So there's something, amen, there's a promise here. But I love verse 3, and it says that you've been begotten again, Hallelujah, to a living hope through the resurrection. Hallelujah, begotten again to a living hope. A living hope. The word hope means anticipation or expectation of greater things. Uh, It means foresight of better things or better days. Hallelujah, so he's talking about a revived, revived, I should say, uh, something re-jumped, restarted maybe, uh, something uh, rejuvenated, all right, so... New life breathed into it. Hallelujah. A living hope. See, a lot of people have lost their hope. A lot of people have no, they don't have a good expectation. A lot of people, their, their, their foresight of their days ahead ain't so good. A lot of folks, uh, you know, they, uh, they, don't, they, don't, they don't see much ahead uh, concerning their future. So what you need is a, you need to have your, your expectation, your hope made alive again based on this resurrection power. So this is just another area in our life that could be rejuvenated, made alive, revived, hallelujah, new life breathed into, not just an apparent dead situation, not just our walk in God, but also our expectation, our hope. Hallelujah, our, our outlook. Hallelujah, our expectation of what's ahead. Praise God, might need to be jump-started. The New Living Translation, I'm just going to bring out a piece of it. It's just I'm not going to read all of this, but uh, mostly out of verse 3 here. It says this, that uh, because God raised Jesus from the dead, now we live with great expectation and we have a priceless Inheritance, it goes on to say. So that was the new living. Now we live with great expectation because of what Jesus did. The Passion Translation says it this way, that we are reborn to experience a living, I love this, a living energetic hope through the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. The Message Translation says, because Jesus was raised from the dead, we've been given a brand new life and have everything to live for, including, here we go, a future in heaven, and the future starts now. Yes, one day we will experience heaven, but the future starts now, amen, because of this resurrection power, amen, that's to jumpstart your expectation and hope, praise God. Hallelujah. 
What about your desires, your dreams? Some of you need to dust some things off, uh, pull them babies back off the shelf, so to speak, dust them off, get them stern in you again. Amen. Hallelujah. Your destiny uh, is, is a lot brighter than you think it is. Your future, a lot brighter than you think it is. Your, your attitude, disposition, your, your morale even, all these are things that probably fit into this. Could all be made different if you, if you draw on that resurrection power that's made available for you. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Romans 15. In fact, I'm going to turn to this one. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 15. It says, Now may the God of hope, the, the new living says, God the source of hope. So that's what he's saying here. So now may the God of hope or the source of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. There's that word believing again. That you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay, and of course we're talking about uh, what, he, what he brought out there in 1 Peter. about It's through that resurrection power. Okay, so amen. There's, uh, you can abound in expectation. See, God's the source of it. So when you're letting that resurrection power jumpstart, revitalize, replenish your expectation. See, that's, that's a God thing. I mean, hope comes from God. You know, when, when, when you know, people make statements sometimes, say, don't get your hopes up. And I understand why sometimes they say it. I mean, you know, they're thinking that if I get my expectation up there and then I get let down. But, but if you stop and you think about it, it's not godly because you know, you're expecting not the, you know, not good. You're expecting something not to work, something not to happen right. So you need to get your expectation up. That's what he's saying. There needs your expectation should be revitalized and rejumped. Amen. You be drawn resurrection power to, to give you a better outlook of what's ahead. Amen. You got a future. You got a destiny. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Jeremiah 29 brings that out of common text. I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. Amen. To what? Well, to give you a future and to give you a hope. Uh, that means a, a, something longed for, something expected. Amen. Something good expected is what it's referring to. So his thoughts towards you are, are not of evil, but there are peace, right? Thoughts of peace and not of evil. In other words, that's something restored or something made whole. It's the word shalom there and that in that Hebrew text, amen. And uh, so it means something, you know, made complete and whole. So God's not looking for evil to happen to you. He's looking to, to bring new life into situations. He's looking to give you a future. He's looking to give you an expectation or an expected end. Amen. Something longed for. Hallelujah. A great outlook and viewpoint of what's ahead. Lamentations uh, chapter 3 it's one of those little books sometimes you, um, most people, you know, skip right past. But uh, verses 22 on there, it's talking about his mercies are made new every morning. All right. Uh, his mercies are made new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion or my inheritance. There's that word again. Uh, says, uh, says my soul. Therefore, because of all this, I hope in him. In other words, my expectations in Him. So I, I think about this. The reason that's a good text is because we're even talking about an old covenant text. And he says His mercies and compassion is new every day, every morning. And we can go multiple psalms where it brings that out. Uh, mercies are new every day. I mean, he, he repeats it and repeats it and repeats it and repeats it all through the old covenant. And then you get in the new covenant, and he just, he just puts an exclamation point on it. Amen. Because of what Christ has done. So now he's saying, listen, not only am I telling you that I've, I've uh, you know, you're, uh, I got mercy toward whatever happened. I want you to know there's power now in the new covenant. There's power to take care of it. There's power to catapult you forward toward your future. Oh, hallelujah. I mean, yeah, the mercy is still there, 
The compassion is still there. Forgiveness is still there. The blood uh, paid a price. Amen. So that past is handled. But there's not only just, just the past is handled. There's now something ahead. You can have a better outlook because resurrection power is there to jumpstart your life once again. To revitalize it, praise God. To bring new life into it. Hallelujah. Because of what Christ has done. Don't ever forget about the resurrection power. You're not only in the likeness of the death, you're in the likeness of the resurrection. There's power towards you. That resurrection power is towards you. He just needs you to connect. He needs you to believe in it. He needs you to receive it and believe it. To put your faith in it. Wrap your confidence around that. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, anyway, I got myself happy today. Praise the Lord. I hope this uh, blessed you. Um, I think what I want to do here is just, you know, if you're wherever you're at, maybe just kind of make the statement, if you will, uh, you know, that he's, he's reviving my life. Amen. No matter what's dead or what was dead, can be made alive again. Hallelujah. He's, he's bringing new life into my walk. He's bringing new life into my expectation. Hallelujah. You just got to, amen, that's what you got to do every day. Just, hallelujah, I, I draw on resurrection power. You know, as I said, sometimes um, we have a tendency to, to look at, you know, Resurrection Sunday as just an event, and so it's the anniversary of an event, and it was an event. It did happen, amen, and we are uh, celebrating that, and, and in a sense, uh, you know, we, uh, we take advantage of that. Uh, you know, the anniversary of that to maybe uh, to bring some of these things out. But you have to understand it's, it's not just about an event. It's about who he is and what he'll continue to do. And, and he's wanting to do. He's willing to do. He's looking forward and expecting to do something for you. Amen. This resurrection power is toward you. He's looking to empower you to move you forward in every area of your life. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, you might be here listening in, and you maybe have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Well, I'm asking you today to accept Him, to receive Him. This, this resurrection power is available for you. It'll not only bring you into, the, uh, into a new family, not only bring you into a new kingdom, amen, but it'll do something to you, uh, you know, your life, your walk, your, your, your body, your, your mind, hallelujah, your spirit man. Hallelujah. It just, it'll just come in and just, it'll just transform every area of your life. So I'm asking you to receive Jesus today. Accept Him today, praise God. Hallelujah. Make Him the Lord of your life. Just say, Lord, come into my life. Come into my heart. Jumpstart my life. Make it what you've called it to be. I receive you. I accept you. I confess you as my Lord. And I thank you for all and everything you've done and for everything you're about to do in my life. And for that, I give you praise in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now, I'm just going to, real quick, for everybody listening, hallelujah, just put your, uh, just put your hands up however you want to do it. However, just maybe put your hand on your heart however you want to do this. Hallelujah. But just make, start making declarations right now. Lord, revive me. Make me alive. Breathe new life into me, into my inner man, into my spirit, into my physical body, into my soul, my emotions, my feelings, all these things, Lord. Bring new life. Praise God that, hallelujah, life that would represent you and speak of you. Lord God, breathe life, new life into our households, our families, our marriages. Hallelujah. New life, Lord God, into our business, our finance. Hallelujah. We confess you today as our, as our all in all, as our source of real life, true life, resurrection power. Hallelujah. We draw on it. We give you praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Again, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We call you blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.
Praise the Lord. We're going to take a moment here and uh, go ahead and take up our uh, Sunday morning offering. And uh, I, I chose to come out of uh, Psalms 118, uh, which is really a, a appropriate text for resurrection morning. Um, the scripture, um, I'll just kind of come in the middle of it, but it says in Psalms 118.24 that this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it, praise God. Now, we know that when you read that, um, you know, it always seemed like it could be a, an updated uh, statement that every day is a day that the Lord has made, in which it's actually, uh, that's accurate, you know, but in all contexts, it's a word being prophesied of the day that we're in right now uh, because of what Jesus did, the price that He paid, all right? So that's because of, because of what He did, we're in that day now. We're in that dispensation uh, that day, uh, that time frame, amen, that uh, basically that we can rejoice and be glad in, praise God. But then the next verse in Psalms 118, verse 25 says, Save now, so he puts it in the now, amen, save now, I pray, O Lord, O Lord, I pray, send now prosperity. Send now uh, the over and above, uh, profitability, praise God, profit or uh, you know, made to profit, or it's talking about, you know, the blessing being increased, okay, financially, uh, definitely is, is a major part of that. So now, the reason I'm bringing that out is because Jesus paid a price for every area of your life, and that's why we're supposed to live in the now. See, now, He saves now, send now prosperity. Now, the reason I, I want to bring that up is because the Scriptures are real clear. Uh, 2 Corinthians tells us now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. Hebrews 11 says now faith is. Ephesians uh, 3 and 20 talks about now to him who's able to do what exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think, right? Now, it says, all right? The word says in Psalms 102 that the set time, in other words, the, the time of favor for Zion, the set time has come. Amen. Hebrews 11 also brings out that without faith, it's impossible to please him. For those who come to him must believe that he is, not that he was or not that he will be but that He is. In other words, the thing I'm trying to bring out is everything should be brought into the now. So when you release your faith, uh, when it comes time to your increase in God, you know, you're tithing, you're giving offerings, you got benefits, you got uh, all these promises in the Word of God uh, that, are, that are attached to your giving. And I want to just encourage you today that if you're tithing, amen, keep your faith in the now. The windows of heaven are open over you now. The blessings being poured on, out on you now. The devourer is rebuked now. He won't steal your increase today. And so don't put this off till tomorrow. If you're giving offerings today, praise God. I'm telling you, believe God for your harvest today. Put in the sickle today. Pull in your harvest today. Amen. Believe God today. Put your faith in the now. Amen. So if you got your offering, your tithe, just like we kind of do every week, uh, hold that in your hand. I got mine here, and, uh, you know, I just, you know, it's just a point of contact. Amen. I know for some of you, uh, you're, you're close here. You come, you drop your tithes and offerings off at the, at the facility here, or you, you uh, maybe mail it in. Uh, some of you are doing online giving, and we just want to thank you for all that, your faithfulness for all that. But uh, let's, let's agree together, amen, by faith, all right? So, Father, we give praise and glory today. Thank you for the faithfulness of your people, their willingness uh, to honor you with their increase, to give of their substance, praise God. So we stand on the promises now that for the tither, the windows of heaven are open now, praise God. Unstopped, the scriptures are defined as, unstopped. Hallelujah, that the blessing is being poured out more than enough. Overflow, praise God, in their life. That the devourer is rebuked today. Hallelujah, he has no place, uh, uh, no place in their life, no place in their households. He will not be able to steal their increase or their profit. So we cast him out now uh, on the promises of God that he has no place in our fields. He will not steal from us any longer. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, for those given offerings today that all grace abounds toward them now, that they always have all sufficiency in all things and they have an abundance for every good work now. Praise God. 
that when they give, it does come back to them, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hallelujah. Shall men give unto them. Praise God. We pull that in the now. Praise God. We thank you for our, uh, Lord, our inheritance, that we inherit wealth, that it fills our treasuries, that we inherit the land and dwell in it forever, that we walk in the inheritance of the saints and the light. Hallelujah. Now, praise God. Thank you, Lord, for the fullness of the blessing. Blessed when they go in, blessed when they go out, blessed in the city, blessed in the country, blessed in their homes, in their seed, in their fields. Praise God. When the enemies are coming at them one way, they're fleeing seven and they're defeated before their very face. That you've commanded a blessing on their storehouses and to all to which, you, uh, to, all to which they place their hands in the land with which you're giving them. We thank you, Lord, you've declared them a holy people, revered and respected. Hallelujah. Uh, Lord, that they walk, praise God, in the favor of God everywhere they go. That they walk debt free, praise God. They're the lenders and not the borrowers. Oh, and no man anything but to love them, praise God. So we thank you for debt cancellations, early payoffs. Hallelujah. Supernatural increase to cause every debt to be paid in full. Father, we give thanks that they're the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. For this we give you praise for the fullness of the blessing in complete manifestation now. Father, for that we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.